and I think what you should like what guys need to understand is that I, if you broke up with a girl or if a girl broke up broke your heart or whatever and it's been let's I'll give you a six month grace period but if, if after six months or a year you are not physically or financially or mentally better than what you're doing like what the fuck are you doing like if in six months or a year you're not stronger bigger you know you know you know bigger growing your business building your money up you know like you get, you get shit together What's up, man? I mean, I, I didn't, you know, before the podcast started, I didn't even, I didn't know it was going to be this, this co-host interview, man. Exactly, exactly. Get real. I, I didn't know either. <laughs> that, well, that's my, I, I want to really put something different because I know David been on and I really want to give you your shine and your highlight as well because you're somebody in the space that's been a leader, that's been an influence and you deserve, you know, your time on the Roommate Channel as well. That's what I've been telling people, man. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> I appreciate having me on, man. I'm excited. 100%. So for those who do not know you, can you give a little 30-second elevator pitch about yourself, you know, your businesses, how long you've been doing the space, you know, all those good things? Yeah, so I am Max Tuning, and uh, or Matthew, whatever you want to call me. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I like to pride myself and call myself a, a YouTuber predominantly, mm -hmm. um, social, social media influencer. I kind of started in the the second wave of fitness influencers on, on YouTube been doing it for like 10 years mm -hmm. over that time it developed and, and grew and cultivated a really loyal uh, fan base mm -hmm. and uh, through through the power of social media I started a couple businesses one is a clothing company this one that I'm wearing called Everforward Apparel and then my, my most recent venture is a sour candy company called Sour Strips what made you want to get into influencing into the YouTube space so I had watched a lot of my buddy, a lot of the, the big names you see in the fitness space, Christian Guzman, I mean, some, some other names that are big influencers that kind of have stopped doing YouTube, but there's there's a lot of names, you know, you know Matt Ogus, the Hodge Twins, um, you know, it was like Matty Fusaro, it was the Chris Lovato, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of these, these big influential names that I watched on a regular basis, you know, it was part of my routine, I was in the gym, I think even back then everyone was... Fitness wasn't a, a huge thing on YouTube. It was, a, it was a small niche at the time, so there's only like 10 or 15 people doing it. So everyone kind of watched everyone's videos. And a buddy of mine, Nick Wright, who's also a super OG in the space, just happened to move to my town. He, his cousin lived in my college town, and he tweeted out one time, was like, hey, I'm moving to Richmond, Virginia for the summer because I broke my girlfriend. I need a gym to lift at. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I'll, I, I also on YouTube, like, hey, you should come to my gym. You should lift. That kind of started that friendship. He was on YouTube at like 30,000 subs, which back then was like mind-blowing. Yeah, yeah. I was like, holy shit, you're making some money from this? And it really just started this snowball from there, man. You know, I started being in his videos and he said that, hey, you know, you at the time I was known for lifting a lot of weight uh, and not looking like I could lift a lot of weight. <laughs> so it was called Deadlift Bra. And I started de deadlifting a lot of weight and just putting my personality out there. And then the rest is history. Wow, man. Well, when did when did you realize that you knew you had an effect on people's lives? Because I think a lot of times us as content creators, we we know we're putting something out there, but we really don't know the effects. Like when I came back to Houston a few months ago, I came to Alphaland, I did not know how many people were really affected by the content yeah. that I produced being at the gym, and it was like it was just crazy. So like, at what point in time when you realize like? I have made or impacted, and I have this responsibility to really, you know, speak life into people's lives. 
probably when I went to my first expo, mm. like fitness expo. Um, so 2014 was, you know, I was about a year and a half, two years deep on making making videos, and I just, you know, you'd see people in the comments interacting with people, and you know, that's how big that's how was your following at that time? Shit, twenty thousand subscribers. Maybe? And what year was it? This is 2014, I went to my first expo. Yeah. So that's when I started, I just went as a spectator. So yeah. I, I just went and while I was there, I started running into people, oh Max, I watch your videos. Hey Max, I watch your videos. And I was like, I just went there. I had, no, I had, ne I had never been to one of these expos. I wasn't going with a company, I was just going with a buddy. And that expo really changed the trajectory of my, my path because I met Christian Guzman, I met um, Chris Jones. I started collabing with people and it blew my channel up and then you know, so that started opening my eyes to see kind of, oh, this impact that I'm having on YouTube is impacting real people. And then probably the true monumental experience was the following year, 2015, because that was the first year that I started going to expos on a yearly basis, or sometimes multiple times a year, but where I went with the company and I had a line for hours and hours and hours of people wanting to, to meet me and shake my hand and take a picture with me and say, say how my videos affected them you know in a, in a positive way and that's what it truly opened my eyes it's like holy shit like i'm just kind of at the time it was just i'm just filming my workouts right yeah. and i was just and, and it was just like hey you got me into powerlifting hey you motivated me to i'm i'm a skinny guy i get made fun of but like i'm, I'm focusing on strength and so that was kind of the first eye-opening experience was the early 14 15 when i started going to the expos and you, you meet people you know, they're like, holy shit, there's there's real people behind the, the comments and the views. Exactly, yeah, I, I think that's a, a blessing, man, like, because we're all content creators here, and a lot of people don't know what goes on behind the camera, and really trying to figure out how to best project that message or whatever your video you all are trying to put out to your audience. So, like, when you had those moments, and y'all both of y'all can really answer those moments, but, like, what kept y'all going when the videos wasn't getting watched, wasn't getting produced, when they, when you really thought like, okay, this is something I'm trying to help and trying to educate, but they not really responding well. What kept y'all going through, you know, those situations? Well, at first, I don't even think I had any real expectation of having like a big following when I got started mm -hmm. on YouTube. Uh, I think I, I kind of fell in love with the process of filming and editing videos and seeing the videos slowly get better and seeing three comments turn to five comments turn mm -hmm. to eight comments. And I, I think I was, I always told myself, I'd be happy if I get 25,000 or 50,000 subscribers and, and that's that. So I didn't have super high expectations that I need my audience to be a certain size. I, I really fell in love with the process of actually like creating the content and I, I almost became a bonus that people started watching it. That was how yeah. I was looking at it. I mean, yeah, I mean, I started in the early era of not early era of social media, but of YouTube. I'm like, I call myself the second wave of YouTube because mm -hmm. you have the super OGs, but then you know, 2012 is still very early and it was, it was still weird to be a YouTuber. True, it, true. Now it's more accepted, right? Everyone exactly. understands it a lot more. And like David said, like when you start, there's no expectations. Like now kind of people start because they want the fame, they want the money, they want the clout, they want everything that comes with it. But that then didn't really exist it back did, it did. The people you were looking up to had like a small cult following. And mm -hmm. It'd be awesome if I get that. People weren't looking up to, I don't know, people like a Logan Paul, for example. I mean, I know he was around at the time, but that's not like what my goal ever was. Yeah. Maybe my goal was to have like a small cult following where I got 200 comments a video and those people were really engaged, but I didn't have anything beyond that. Yeah, the, there was no expectation for money. There was no expectation for views I was just I found a video like I can't wait to make the next video and I would just I guess I can't even really remember if I acknowledged views at all like mm -hmm. I 
I just think I'd put it out and be like, oh, it's gonna, people are gonna see it. I'm gonna put out the next video. I don't think I ever really analyzed this video did better than that video. Oh, this video did really well. I don't think that ever really crossed my mind. That's, that's dope, man. I feel, I, I feel like both of you all are living in your purpose. And I think that's a good sign that that's what's going well, on. Well, I, I think that's what helps us continue to go forward is because mm -hmm. we started when we didn't have expectations. We, we, were, we were making content because we liked making content. The, 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 the benefits and the success, you know, we'll call it, you know, money or whatever, that kind of became as a byproduct of putting out content, right? Yeah. And it wasn't our main focus. So now, as everything's shifted to that, we still have the, the creativeness in our, kind of like as our core. So that's what keeps us pushing forward. Yeah. Real quick before we continue on with today's video, I have to talk about our sponsor, Teach Hanley. Teach Hanley is a male skincare system that has been proven and used by hundreds of thousands of men all across the world. And the best thing about Teach Hanley is that it is simple and is uncomplicated. So in today's video, I'm going to explain to you why this proven system works and how to use it. Once you receive your Teach Hanley products, the first thing you need to look for is the instructional card. This card will show you how to use this proven skincare system. As you can see, there's a morning routine and there is a night routine and they give you step-by-step -step guides exactly which product to use and how much to use them and you can see that at the bottom below. When you are using your daily face wash, make sure your face is rinsed with warm water and once you apply the product, make sure you wash it all over your face, get that dirt, get that grime off you and then rinse with warm water. And for those who work outside or want a deeper clean, make sure you use the scrub product. This product will get deep into your pores and your skin and get the remaining dirt and grime that the daily face wash mist. Make sure you use warm water as well. Once your face is washed and scrubbed, grab your super serum to apply to your face evenly. This is going to put a lot of moisturizer into your skin and make it look nice and healthy. After you finish that, you want to grab the eyes and you want to apply evenly around your eyes and this is going to help with protecting against wrinkles and also just overall moisturizing around your eyes. Lastly, after you finish all that with your morning routine, you want to grab your AM moisturizer and this is going to help you protect against the sun from your skin and as well with the PM cream, this will give you a nice bit of moisturizer for the bed so you will not wake up with dry skin. That's it. That's all you have to do to follow the proven Teach Handling Skincare System routine. I'm telling you all, this is something that has helped me change my life. It makes you more confident around women and also be more respected around men. And because Teach Hanley is sponsoring today's video, they're giving my audience a great deal. Just click the first link in the description and you will get 30% off your first box plus a free gift. Don't miss out on this amazing deal. Click that link and get started today. And make sure you grab your Teach Hanley skincare products today. I'm telling you, you will see the difference. Let's get back to the episode. Yeah, no, it's funny because Max is actually someone I looked up to his style of content before I met him. Mm. So it's, it's still funny to me that we ended up, you know, our, our paths ended up crossing. Uh, but it's it's tough because the, the the type of videos that that we make and our channels aren't the same but like we're yeah. just kind of like a cinematic day in the life there's not too many people making that type of video anymore now like that was popular for a minute but it's it's been really good seeing like max's longevity on the platform and uh yeah a lot of people i feel like don't stick with 
YouTube for a super long period of time. It could be for a bunch of different reasons, but I think it's uh, to Max and I, it's like almost yeah. like this like sacred thing that we like protect with like our heart. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I think y'all the content is dope, and I think y'all have a very creative mind for it. And I want to ask both of y'all like having the influence and the space and creativity that y'all have. Like I said, y'all have followers that are behind you all. So during the space, what are some of the things that men most mostly ask you questions on, mostly ask you advice on once you get help receiving it? My, mine would be from, I come from East Coast, right? Mm-hmm. I call it, and uh, when I came onto YouTube, I was, again, there wasn't that many people on YouTube, but I, I was the only person in the fitness space that I think was wearing like button downs mm-hmm. and things like that and had like this like East Coast classy preppy style, right? So one of the biggest things that I would get comments on early on was my, everyone thought I was like this fashion expert because I would like tuck my button down into my chino pants, right? Mm-hmm. But I was like, this is just what I wear at work. Cause I was working a desk job for three years while I started YouTube. I'm like, this is just what I wear. But they're like, wow, you look so amazing getting all dressed. I'm like, no, this is just what I wear at work. Yeah. And little tips of like, I mean, like matching your tan leather belt with your tan leather shoes. I'm like, you know, and then saying like, hey, if your if your belt's like should be right around the width of your thumb, if it's not, it's kind of too casual of a belt. You should be wearing that kind of thing. And people were like, God, man, like you changed my entire wardrobe. I'm like, oh shit. So I think early on, I think the advice that guys got from me was really like how to kind of clean up simple fashion. Mm-hmm. Also deadlift tips, because that was your thing. Yeah. You were like a smaller yeah. dude lifting crazy amount. Well, I was, yeah, I was, going, I was going outside the... Go ahead, the, the the way back, way. You, how, how much you weigh, and then how much, like, what was your personal record of deadlift? I mean, I've always fluctuated between 160 pounds to 175 um, for the past, like, 10 years. I don't know if that's <laughs> good or bad, right? Um, my best deadlift is uh, 650 pounds, and I pulled that at about 100 and... We'll call it 170 pounds. Wow. Um, but at 165, I pulled 600 multiple times. And so when I came on, I, I've always been a skinnier guy. And I think what a lot of guys looked up to me for was the fact that I didn't, because I, you know, when I came on, on the scene, everyone's like, this guy doesn't look like he lifts. This guy's the skinniest legs in the world, whatever. And then I can pull this, this, this weight. And then you get two reactions from that. You get the people that are, holy shit, like you proved yourself. Yeah. Or they get the, well, I don't care. You still look like shit. Like, you know, that, that, that type of thing. So I think what I really helped a lot of guys with in the fitness space was showing that you don't need to be the biggest guy to lift the most amount of weight and to just embrace that you're a smaller guy. Like, yes, I can put on weight, but it, until you're like a skinnier guy like me, like it's just, it's not in the cards for me to be huge and jacked. It just isn't. I think you made, for like me even, you made, and not that I've ever considered myself a power lifter, but you made the idea of, Finding success in the gym, being adding five pounds to like a bench squat or a deadlift, like more accessible because most of like the more like hardcore powerlifting guys, like it wasn't relatable to like to me what I looked mm-hmm. like. And then seeing Max in your vlogs each week, okay, now we're like we're adding five pounds to the bench this week. Let's see if we get it. That made me yeah. also want to like start doing that in my lifting routine. Whereas again, I wouldn't identify as a powerlifter, but if it was just some huge guy, world strongest man doing it, like that's I'm not even gonna think to apply that to my life. Yeah. So you made that a little more accessible to a lot of people. I, you know, just inspiring people to pick up some heavy ass weight, dude. Yeah, I think that's dope because I mean, 
it's those people that can look into someone and say, like, I can relate to this person and see his size and see, like, man, if he can do it, I can do it kind of thing. Yeah. And so what do you contribute to most of those people, like, that want to get stronger in the gym, that feel like they may not have the biggest size or the biggest muscle, but they want to get stronger? Do you feel like it's more of your hard work? You put in the work every single day, which I'm sure it is. Is it more technique? You know, is it more, you know, is it God-given talent? It could be that, too. I think it's a little bit of everything. I, <laughs> I, I didn't agree with I talked with Ronnie Coleman uh, about a month ago, and you know he's saying that he thinks that strength is a gift for people. I think you know you can get stronger, but then there's some people that are just strong, like, yeah. and you'll never achieve. There, there are certain people like I think everyone can hit a 500 pound deadlift. I think most people can lift a 600 pound deadlift, mm-hmm. or who like really put their mind to it. But I do not think that everyone can lift a 700 pounds. Yeah. You know, there, it, there's different tiers of people, no matter how much. It's just like with me. No matter how much I try, I'm not benching four or five. Like it just it ain't happening for me. It ain't it ain't had in my cards. Um, and I, I think a lot of people you just gotta kind of make it except the cards are dealt with your leverages, your you know whether it be you know limb length, right, um, and finding what's most advantageous for you for how you're gonna do a lift, whether it be you know, conventional or sumo deadlifts or you know maximizing you know whatever you have. And then it's it, it is about that dedication for me the deadlift came so naturally to me because it was just when me and my buddies would work out i just happened to be a little bit stronger than them at this lift which then pushed me to continue to improve that lift because i was good at it and then that made me want to want to go even more and um yeah i I think me being able to do this and showing people that you know he he kind of looks like me just a normal i look like a normal guy whereas a lot of people are either really amazing physiques I did not have that and or were these huge powerlifting mountain people and um, yeah and I think as a byproduct of that as well it really showed people anything's possible because if in the fitness space if a guy who doesn't look like he can lift is in the top tier of fitness influencers then fucking anything is possible, man. Exactly. So that's and I, and I I comment on that a lot. I say like if I can make it in fitness social media, then like you can do anything because like it really sh- it doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. Like I don't my physique hasn't changed. I you know, it's weird. No, I mean I'm no you. Not, I'm not gonna let you just down your physique. You, you look good. You you're built. You're toned. You, you haven't seen my legs, dude. Oh, stop! stop. <laughs> if you're lift, if you're dead lifting that much, I don't care what you look. Like. Mm-hmm. You put in the work. You know. So I got a question for both of y'all. Here we go. So. For me, so pushing the weights in the gym, it's like it's this uh, it's this process of like challenging yourself mentally to almost like do something you're not sure is possible. And right. then you're seeing the growth happen. And I think it can definitely like give you confidence to tackle other areas of your life. Amen. Uh, I think you know you, uh, the process of like that progressive overload in the gym, it could be applied to, to your business or your or your dating life and your confidence. But I've also seen an argument lately that uh, a lot of guys now, because fitness is so mainstream. Even more than it was five, ten years yeah, ago. Right. It's like every dude in their twenties, like it's like the on trend thing to do is to like be like lifting and having the cool fits in the gym. But I've seen a comment that stuck with me that was like, I think a lot of guys I'm not saying this, someone was saying this. I think a lot of guys are now almost using fitness and this lifestyle as like a refuge to ignore other parts of their life. Where they're like so <clears throat> excuse me, they're so uh, obsessed with the gym and just maybe putting on more muscle or getting stronger that they almost use that to ignore let's say their dating life or their career uh, like uh, for y'all like what do you think it had a beneficial impact or do you think at times because I think in my life it overall was beneficial but at times I probably was just like so obsessed with the gym that like I was like well I'm doing I'm lifting more this week so nothing else in my life mattered 
beneficial for me, one hundred and ten percent. Since I really made a transition in my life, like coming to Alpha Land has been a place for me that allows me to be around like-minded community people, and I think it just pushes me to be better because I see the influences, I see the type of people that's around here, and I think the environment is not just going to the gym. It's probably it's the environment too because I've been going to the gym. Before I came to Alphaland, I've been going to LA Fitness or random garage gyms, and I never got that motivation, that feeling of all, that sense of home, that sense of community. So for me, it was extremely beneficial coming here. And then I know that I wanted, I was like, I can make no money this year. I don't care. But I was going to get my body right. And I knew um, that Alphaland was the place because it had the right people here. And I knew that my cousin was the right person for it to do because he got the same body. You know, and he's been lifting. So when things started coming together for me, it was, I feel like God was telling me, like, hey, because of the way ready for you, Alpha Land is here, you meeting all these people, you got all of your fans and community that love you here. You're like, it's like, you know, so for me, it, it felt like coming back home. And then it was allowing me to work from the inside out. Like, before I moved back to Houston, I moved in June, but in May, I was in Dallas still, I was by myself. And I was going to LA Fitness by myself, but it was a time where I was alone, I could put a sermon on, I could let God come to me, and I went to the gym. And that's how my fitness journey really, my serious fitness journey started. So it's been beneficial because it shows me you put the discipline, you have the consistency, you get the results. And now in every area of my life, it's becoming more clear, more easier. My vision's clear, me even, the type of woman I want now, it's completely different than it was four months ago. Yeah. You know, so for me, if you have the right intentions coming, like where you're looking to get out of it, if you go to the gym, you put the work in, you get the muscle, you don't look good, you can use that to your advantage. You can do that with anything. You can do that with money, you can do that with knowledge, you can do that with whatever. It's all about the intent behind what you want to gain from it. And they should not be, to me, it should reveal more stuff in your life. And if they are, if it is revealing, then they're ignoring it. Like, to kind of, I got with that comment. If you go to the gym and you really understand you're there for the right reasons, you can't ignore any other area in your life. That's how I look at it. I don't know how y'all feel about that. But it kind of makes, it's all kind of congruent. You know, you still have to show up every single day. It's like, you coming to the gym and getting that last rep is like dying to your flesh every day. It's like deciding to not be lazy, not procrastinate. Yeah, it's, a, it's more about using it as a tool. Not mm-hmm. like the end goal in itself is just like getting to the gym again. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely been points in my life where I would, I, I would use the gym as like a, I'm better than someone else because I'm at, I'm at the gym regardless of what maybe if I'm looking at someone who's, early, this is early in my like kind of into college if someone was about to get like a, a really nice job and make a lot, a lot more money I was like yeah but Kenny how much can you deadlift yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I, I just had like, this cocky mindset with uh, with with that. Or if like a girl I was talking to started talking to someone else, I'm like, this, this guy, I can, <laughs> come on. Yeah, you know, I, 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 this max is my warm up, man. And um, but I think there were times in the gym with with anyone, it, it impacts you in a positive way. Um, I think that the confidence that you get mm. from just the, the changes you see in your physique and your strength, um, you kind of feel not that like you have to work out to be considered manly, but I, I just like you feel more like a man when you're strong and you're. You know, you, you 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 know your physique is being built, and I think just the confidence you you gain from the gym directly impacts your entire life. And obviously, fitness is something that 
I never thought I would get into in a million years. I used to make fun of my roommates. I didn't start working out until my sophomore year in college. And my entire freshman year in college, my roommates tried to get me to work out. And I was like, y'all are idiots. I'm going to keep playing video games and eating, you know, sour candy and uh, <laughs> drinking, drinking non-diet. I would drink just regular Pepsi. And, uh, and it's, I would just call them dumb. I was like, you're wasting your time. I was like, I can already get girls without going to the gym. Why do, why do I care about that? And then who would have known that it would change my entire life? And, you know, it's... Teaches you again. Besides the confidence, it teaches you discipline. The fact that you know gaining a physique and gaining strength does not happen overnight, and you have to change certain aspects about your other life to to level up your physique or your strength. So, if you're trying to get a better better physique, I mean, it applies really to both. But you got to change the way that you eat. You got to change the uh, the outings that you go on because you have certain goals, and it teaches you balance, and it exactly. teaches you. You know how to you know say no to other things of, of, of you know prioritizing you know things that are important to you and um, yeah it's just it's it's wild I think that's why I'm not not everyone needs to be a powerlifter not everyone needs to be they have an insane physique but I think anyone who is physically able to do some level of fitness should be doing some fitness it doesn't need to be it doesn't need to be hypertrophy doesn't need to lap pull downs but anyone who's physically able to do fitness should be doing some level of fitness, period. Well, you said that like you don't need to lift to be manly, but I'd say in 2022, yeah. just based on the playing field, man, if you're not lifting and you're a dude. Andrew Tate just does push-ups, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna, but you're gonna be like so far behind the curve that it's gonna, your dating life's gonna be real hard. You're gonna be really limited to certain types of girls if you're a dude who just doesn't I was, That was literally, gonna, I feel like the landscape, especially in Houston, like the fitness here, it's like, I feel like it's a new LA. Do y'all feel that way about Houston? Like the Sugar Land is a new LA. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's going on? This is a new LA. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Sugarland. <laughs> so yeah, like I think that is absolutely correct. I feel like every everybody's on this fitness world and you're not in the gym and you're not lifting weights, I feel like you are gonna get left behind. That's why I'm trying to tell all of my friends, like, hey, y'all need to get in the gym because this well, is the, the world we're living in. That's the type of girl, not that everyone wants, but the type of girl I want is gonna be a girl who has a fitness routine. It doesn't have to be the same fitness routine as me, but yeah, it's gonna be Given how mainstream fitness is now, it's almost like a, a a great filter between like the people who in twenty twenty two the people who don't work out. I'm sure there's some great people who, who don't work out. Probably watching this now, you should be working out. Yeah. Um, but but if you're like choosing not to work out with how like accessible it is and how mainstream it is, and not only how it's going to make you look, but how it's going to make you feel yeah. these other benefits mm-hmm. we're talking about, it kind of says something about who you are. It's a disconnect. And for me, if I was single right now, that'd be a, an immediate red flag that a girl I wouldn't. It, it, would be more than a short-term thing of a girl not like taking care of her fitness. It's confusing because, like, I mean, we, we look at it it's so part of our routine that just every day it's not it's not oh I need to make sure I make time to work out. It's just like it's I'm just working, part of yeah. It. Working out is a four to six times a week. Like it's happening. There's just two it, hour happening. chunk out of my day that by the time I go to the gym, work out, go back. That's two hours that are just spoken for. So if someone like isn't it, it, it almost like you know so it's like you you meet a girl I'd be like like why aren't you working out? Mm-hmm. And you know the other thing is like. It, no one can use the excuse I'm so busy because I would directly compare to my life. Yeah. Like, n- not in a cocky way, but I'm like, if I was a betting man, I would say that like I'm probably busier than the average person. Yeah. And but I'm still making sure that I go to the gym. Um, and, and it is a priority priority for me. But I think it's one of those things that you know, once someone starts working out, once someone starts seeing physical change, which will directly impact their confidence. Yeah. You know, the way they feel about themselves. Um, it. If I was betting man again, I think it's very rare that someone would start working out, see the benefits from it, and stop. 
Like it's it's gonna change everyone's life. Agree. I, I think I think people do work out maybe initially it's been times people started and they didn't see the results in the time frame that they didn't want to see the results in, and then they stopped. Why why do you think that happens so often? Because I I know people are on and off. It takes all the time. a while, like you see. How long okay, give me a number. Like if you had a but it, number. It depends on your starting point. There was, if you're someone who's 50 pounds overweight, well, man, maybe you can lose two pounds a week, but that's still 25 weeks, six months before you can expect to probably be in like a healthy body fat range. If you're yeah. a skinnier guy trying to build muscle, yeah, the first year you should probably be like filling out your clothes noticeably better, but that's still yeah. like a 12 month period. But yeah, I mean, yeah. dude, I, I look at I look at the normal when I'm so in the summer, I just I do kind of like a diet and I don't do any powerlifting, I don't, I don't deadlift, I don't do any of that. And that's what I'm on like right now, right? In my physique right now, although not top tier genetics. I think I look good. If I have joggers on, I, I, think, I, I think I look. If anyone would look me with my shirt off, they'd be like, "He works out. He's got a, a, a good physique." But right? you, fill, you fill out your clothes, you like your like shoulders, right? Look good. But, but what's wild is if this is where like everyone, it just it takes time, right? Because I'm doing the same level of fitness that I was when I was two years into working out, but I can maintain this level of physique like it's nothing. Whereas back then, I was I didn't look. Like as good as this because I just I needed time I needed time to build muscle and I needed time and so it's like that's why it's almost when you're saying like oh yo, I need my, my buddies like you need to get this fitness thing like it's almost like yo this new company Apple's coming out you should probably like invest in this thing <laughs> because like you know you'll be like it's gonna take you a couple of years and you're gonna be wish you had done it because you know you're gonna start now like you need to start working out now because in three years you're gonna be thankful you started back then because it's gonna be so easy to maintain to to gain a little bit of weight to lose a little bit of weight it's gonna be Maintaining a physique is like almost like the easiest yeah. thing in the world. Realistically, two years. If you set aside two years for yourself, you should be in like peak physique for yourself in terms of not, not like stage ready, but like yeah. maintain 12% body fat, decent amount of muscle. You're probably not going to make much progress from there unless you hop on some juice or something. But like, <laughs> you get, but it's two years, and then you can probably look like that the rest of your life with minimal effort after that. Yeah, you can like, probably even lift two days a week after that if you, if you wanted to. You're going to want to lift more than that yeah. if you're going to fall in love with it. I, I, I think the physique I have now, I'm. I could if I got a lot of shit going on, but like I can, I'm confident that I can maintain the way that I look almost indefinitely with yeah three to four days working out. Like yeah. I think I can look within a five percent range of my map physique every single day for the rest of my life. Except if I'm living with them, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm right. gonna be a different story. I've been <laughs> living with them every night is like a dessert we're, feast. Yeah, we're watching movies and, and giant <laughs> four serving. I've, ice cream. I've been seeing y'all in the gym though. I've seen y'all multiple times. Put the calories to work. That's right. <laughs> Man, I, I wanted to ask you all, like, because I feel like I agree with the, the time frame. Two years, I think people, you know, you you should be good after that. But I think a lot of people come up with so many excuses. You know, it's, it's painful. A lot of, like, I think it's a lot of a lack of accountability as well that people don't want to face by going to the gym. So how can we get those people to see the bigger picture? Because we're in a society where, like, two years sounds like 20 years. People yeah. want instant results yeah. people want to see the change right now so it's like, the same the same and I, this was me but the same guys who are saying yes i'm kind of busy though like it's gonna take too long to see the results those are the same dudes who are like yeah i want to yeah i want to start like you know being better with girls but like it's like i'm not really gonna like make a day profile or like approach them or make more money but i don't, I don't want to work harder or yeah like i want to make more money on a different career but like I, the job i'm in is pretty comfortable though like it's the yeah. same it's like you got to start with you like, take your pick Fitness is probably one of the easier things to start with because you don't have to reconstruct your whole life. I think you should start with fitness. 
It's like the entry. It's, yeah, it's, I think it is the entry point because it builds so much foundational stuff. And it's only going to help you from the inside out. And it's going to help you with confidence in dating. It's going to help you confidence. I, mean, I think actually went fitness yeah. to dating to business. Fitness, yeah, fitness get my body right. Then take tackling dating, my insecurity there. Then that, then the natural next natural thing was business and money. That's like that was just like the arc. I'll, I'll tell you, man. It, you don't you don't need two years because as as someone as someone three months after I start working out, you naturally have this. You see a different person in the mirror. Because everyone else, you're like, you still look like the same. You look kind of like shit, like when I did start out. But after that first three months, you're right. You start like I'm the fucking Hulk. You can see it. <laughs> I remember first three months I started lifting. Now I still look like a skinny twig. I had this like uh, I went to VCU, Virginia Commonwealth University in Virginia, and uh, a big basketball school. And I had this VCU jersey. I think I had worked out for like three months. And then we, we would go to this uh, this Mexican place right across the street on like Tuesdays to get Taco Tuesday before it was Taco Tuesday and it was like a dollar, right? And I remember I, I wore this jersey. I've been working out for three months. And I, when I, I'm telling you, this is in my head. When I walked through that Mexican place and there's just a bunch of college people, I was like, everyone is looking at me because I, I am jacked right now. <laughs> and I, I looked like shit. I looked like the same. But like it, you get this mindset. You think you look amazing. And then it just... I think it, it, so you get that inflation in your head, and then over time, you actually start developing. Well, the thing is, especially if you start to focus on the weights and you're following a program or you're at least keeping track of your weights, because for the first two years, you pretty much every week, you oh, can yeah. add weights to every exercise mm-hmm. you're doing. And if you're starting curling 15 pound dumbbells and three months later, you're curling 25 or 30 pounds, like, yes, internally, you're going to completely, be, like, I'm strong now. I'm, I'm on the same strength levels. I'm probably above the strength level of most people at the gym. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I think that that's the key part of focus on, on the weights uh, as well. But yeah. No, I think that's absolutely right. I think, you know, I like what David said. Like, when, if you can tackle the fitness, I think it can show up a lot of other areas in life, especially with dating. A lot of people want to skip the fitness part and go jump into the dating part. A lot of people. A lot of people. <laughs> Too many people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And men and women. Don't even get me started on women. You know what I mean? But I think... Like, for you all, like, I, I want them to understand, really, the tangible, like, outcomes that you all had from going to the gym and how it showed up through that day's life. Because both of y'all are, you know what I mean, y'all in relationships. I don't know if they know that, right? Yeah. The world? The yeah. world knows. Okay, as long as y'all know they're in relationships. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so they both know that. So, I know y'all see the, the, the outcome, the difference, you know. So, for those that don't, can you share that? with how fitness impacted the dating. Yes. Well, obviously, there's an internal impact, but I think even externally, I remember, because uh, I started, I mean, I started trying to put myself in more dating situations even at the beginning of my fitness journey, but I remember there was a point where, like, it, it happened like, two girls in a row who I was hooking up with, but one of them was like, oh, my God, I love your traps so much. I love your shoulders. <laughs> and, and, you know, you know, after that, I'm, like, looking in the mirror, I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And then another girl, too, was like, oh, my God, like, that, that, your body's, like, perfect. And so it was like, two, and my body was not, like, amazing at that point, right? Yeah. But it was like two back-to-back girls who I brought home who did that. All of a sudden, my confidence in the bedroom went from like, ah, like hopefully I can satisfy these girls to like, I'm the fucking man in the bedroom now. I'm fucking hot. So, I mean, it, 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 but internally also, like Max is saying, you look in the mirror and you start to see a more masculine man. You start to see a more just strong man physically and mentally. And it, it helped it help shape that identity. But you do, you will start to get that type of feedback from girls, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah David actually told me that story. He said when one of the girls was on his traps, there was like a mirror there. And as soon as she said that, he like looked in the mirror and like, yeah, my track's doing fucking good right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's it, it's kind of a double-edged sword because I, I do, I, I, a part of me also does think that, like, 
guys care way more about their own physique than like girls like like we're looking for the validation the validation you're gonna get is from like the other gym bros that are jealous of your physique with girls it's not that they don't care but they care a lot less than you think but that they, they want you to just be fit right be able to fill out an outfit be like relatively lean yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. they want they want a man you know yeah they want somebody that that's well prepared. and i think when you're you know you're starting out it's you know you're, you're at a bar or something you know, hopefully you're interacting with a, a, a girl and she's, you know, it's going off well, but you know, when she like touches her arm and kind of fills out and feels her shoulder, like I think that probably builds an attraction from on a female perspective of like, oh, like, like he feels like a man or fe- feels kind of like, you know, strong and built. And yeah, um, yeah I, I think it definitely had an impact throughout, or at least I thought in my head. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think 100%. I think also with businesses wise, and Max, we can, you can, we can go more into your story there. It's like, how has that fitness journey going to the gym show up in your, you know, your business, you being an entrepreneur, and how that impacted you as well? Well, like, I mean, I guess everything has a correlation, but I don't necessarily, I mean, if you really break, extrapolate it, you know. And, what a word. Yeah, I know. I love that word, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about this. Dude. If you extrapolate it. Then you know you can say that you can see that oh I have I have the ability to have structure in my daily routine so that applies and I know how to have structure in my life I know how to organize I know how to um, you know avoid temptations and have you know I think it, it absolutely has carryover um, and and the biggest thing is like understanding that I, I can like achieve whatever I want like whatever I, whatever I set my, my mind to and you know with the, with the gym I'm like I'm gonna hit this X amount of strength that I want to do, I go after it, I achieve it, and I, I apply that with, with business as well, and I set goals for myself, and I think just, even in the gym, like right now, I'm kind of in this phase where I'm kind of floating, because I'm not really dieting right now, I'm just kind of maintaining, I'm not powerlifting, and I feel kind of lost, and I think that that same, like, I don't like this feeling of in the gym right now, where I'm just kind of feeling lost, I'm like, no, I need a goal, and it really makes you apply to business, like you need, even with your business and, and, and everything you're doing, you can't just kind of float through the movements like you need to have goals you need to set um kind of benchmarks that you want to hit same with the gym like you know having strength goals having physique goals having weight goals whether it be losing losing or gaining same applies to business it's like you need to have goals for your business not just yeah i have some you know clo- i have a clothing brand you know i kind of launched some t-shirts like, no like what revenue do i want to hit mm-hmm. what you know what social following do i want to hit how many influencers do i want where i'm rocking my brand you know like how many daily sales do i want to hit mm-hmm. and so and you know it's Kind of, there are two different types of people. People are who are okay with just whatever happens happens in my life, or the other one is like, no, I'm gonna change the trajectory of my future because I'm gonna set goals, I'm gonna achieve them, I'm gonna analyze why I'm not achieving it. In the gym, I, I set a, a deadlift strength goal, I'm not hitting that. I'm like, okay, why? Is it an external factor? Is it something that I'm doing? Am I am I, am I missing sessions? Am I not following my training like I should? Am I in a, in a is it my I'm thinking about other things in the gym when I shouldn't be and I should be focusing on that, that and I kind of like break down of like why I'm not hitting this goal. Same applies in, in business, right? We're not hitting these revenue goals. What okay, let me like break down what I'm, what I, what did I try to do to achieve these goals? How can I do it better? Where was I slacking? Where was I thinking I was really going after this but I'm not, you know? I think you can do that on on, on both. Agree. Yeah, no, I mean I think it's I think it's uh Particularly being able to the business, especially you can have some breakthroughs. You can have a crazy launch and make a crazy amount of money, more than you're expecting. But on average, the same way in a gym, you're like, I'm looking at a six month, twelve month, eighteen month timeline. 
and you get used to that in the gym. That like, okay, this week I didn't, I wasn't able to, you know, add five pounds to my whatever, my bench or my lap pull. Down. It doesn't matter, right? But you know, next week I, I keep my diet up going. I'm sleeping enough. I should be able to add that. And I would agree with Max also. Like over the last couple of years, other priorities, things get busy. Like yeah. fitness turns a little bit more. It's like a maintenance thing, but it still has that foundation. Um, that 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 way of thinking in business. Particularly, it's a lot of it for me is knowing that I'm optimizing things in like a day to day, week to week basis. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to see a huge increase in my in my bottom line this month. But if over the next six months we figure out a more profitable paid advertising strategy, and we are slowly, you know, bringing on influencers who can sell and sorting through the ones that don't, like there's there's a trust in myself that six months, twelve months down the line, all these like little, um, you know correct steps that are being taken will have an impact on, on the growth of everything versus, you know, just being like, oh, it kind of works how it's working now. Like, like I said, I guess we'll just launch some shirts in a few more months and hopefully it does better than the last one. Like, well, how's it going to do better? Well, why is it going to do better than the last one? There has to be like a reason why it's going to do better. Not just because. Yeah. And, and I, I think that you made a good point of these like small steps and like small things you're doing, like they should, they should impact it. Same, you know, directly applies with, with, with fitness and business. Like for example, in the gym, you're like, I, I want to hit this, this PR. You do these small incremental things and, and you do it how you're supposed to do it. You do the correct things. And then when the big day comes, you do this big jump because you're like, okay, I've done all the work. Everything should be in line. Let me hit this PR. That's a, that's a big step up because you don't just try to PR every single week to hit a PR. You do small, a lot lower weight and then you you're, you're build your prepping your body for this max insertion, right? Same goes with business. You, you put in all the work, you know, I'm, I'm doing everything I should with the business, with the business. You know, um, you know, sending to influencers, you know, marketing how I should, and then the day of the PR, the day of your launch, you're like, boom. And then did you did you hit the record on the on the business? Did you hit the PR? Yes, no, no. You analyze if I if I didn't hit the PR, why? Yeah. Did I do everything I was supposed to? The, the launch didn't do what I I set this goal out to do. Why? Yeah. You know, the difficulty with businesses is a million factors. Whereas like fitness is like practice, right, sleep, diet, yeah. training. Anything else? Stress <laughs> yeah. with business, it's like you don't even know what you don't know. You know what I mean? And that's where it helps. But it's, like, it's, it's yeah. all it's all learning, and that's why it, I think that's why I think if each if you look back and on average, not every launch or every release or whatever your business model is is always going to be like a stepping stone up, right? But if, again, like if last year we were averaging this, and this year we're averaging like even just like this, things are moving in the right direction. And you're always going to want more, though. But it's always good to think back of where where you were. You well, know? you're always here. We go. Here we go. Like this is this content creating a problem. How do y'all handle that? But I'm saying you're always going to want more. I'm always going to want more. You're always going to yep. want more. Yep. But not everyone's always going to want more. I think that's part of it too. Is like it's a double edged sword, right? Because mm-hmm. like wanting constant growth in our business or our, indefinitely, <laughs> indefinitely, and it's tough because in a business, it 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 technically is possible yep. to have indefinite growth over time. But fitness again, unless you're introducing some some uh, drugs or some steroids in the mix, there's gonna be like a plateau with your dating life. Like that's, I mean, I think that's a little bit less objective, right? A little more subjective. So it's tough to say. But yeah. same thing, you're not, you're not gonna like continuously for like years and years, yeah. like the seven days in a week. Like I don't know how many plates you're trying to spin. Like it's a pain, right? No, no, you should slow down, please. please. <laughs> um, but that's the thing about business that makes it even more addicting. But again, I think it's like the final step on this ladder of like fitness dating and with, business. With business and, and goals too, it's almost how you structure your 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 goals can also impact, you know, it, it's great to have, you know, let's, let's say indefinite growth. Would you, like, would you rather have three years of like 3X, 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 because if you have these monumental growths and you're harder to, you know, triple every single year, well, you could 
you know, ten percent better. Yeah, ten percent, ten percent, ten percent, ten percent for then. So it's like, it's kind of it, it's. And I, I want the three X. I want it. Realistically, I would probably have like a ten percent each year, but but that's probably more sustainable. Also, so, <laughs> sustainable. sometimes a lot in business, as weird as it sounds, sometimes things happen where I wasn't able to have as big of a launch as I wanted to for business, and I almost look at it as a as an exciting thing because I know that I, I, it's going to happen early the next year, and I'm like, I'd rather this year we grew. But I'd ra- I, then I know next year I can grow again from that. And if I had this launch, it would have been like harder. To, to, I'd have to hit this even higher number. So I can have like more. That's why I joke all the time is when I would do PRs in the gym, I was totally happy with hitting these five pound deadlift PRs. No, there's a little more of the tank. Because, yeah. because I'd rather have, I can PR more often yeah, than, exactly. you know, if I'm going 630 on deadlift, 635, 640, 645, yeah. I'd rather, it's more enjoyable to have multiple PRs to go 630, 650, 650, 650, 650, 650. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and then like years go by and that's a lot of people give me shit for, you know, not hitting a lot of progress in the gym. It's because I did the problem of, I, I, went, I went too <laughs> strong. Three X'd it. I three X'd it on my deadlift. You know, I came out of the gate with a 540 deadlift on social media. Now I'm at 650 and I've been there for multiple years. So people think I'm like pathetic for not hitting PRs. And I'm like, I should have done a smaller PR. Yeah, yeah. Okay, something I'm curious to talk to y'all about is the, the relation between dating and money in your life. Because when I was early on in my in my grind, uh, me and my buddy said like uh, a saying or a joke was like, "Look, you're either like getting money or you're getting girls." Right? And I think early on, when you like don't have like a sustainable business, you're either, like you're really focused on grinding the money, or you're really focused on like I'm gonna have four or five days this week, and like well, I'm gonna really grind to set oh, those yeah. up. Now we're all in kind of different scenarios, right? I've yeah. been with like six years, roughly married a few months. Yeah. You've and Taylor have been eight months as, as of today. today. As of today, congratulations. Eight months, thanks. And I'm the only single person. And you're recently single, recently, right? Recently single. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious um, for both of y'all, and I, I, can, I can explain too, like why, what do you think, with you for example, and then with, and then with you, like the, the, the relation has been between what's going on in your dating life and what's going on with your money. Like do you think my money's been affected by now being in a relationship? Yeah, by like the status of your dating life, whether that was like single and not even like worrying about talking to girls at all, you know, maybe once in a while something comes by, single and like trying to set up, like, you know, trying to like have some consistent hookups versus now like a committed relationship. I don't know if I, I may not, may not answer this correctly, but I've never really had that thought in my head because in my mind, I'm like, take this with a grain of salt, but women are irrelevant in my brain of how successful I'm going to be in my business. Like whether I'm single, whether I'm in a relationship, nothing is going to stop me from progressing my business. Like, and, so that's, and, that's like your mindset. That's my mindset. And, and you may look at it as like, oh, you're not going to prioritize this girl. Like, no, like when I'm single, I'm going to be single, have fun, and I'm still going to grow my business. When I'm in a relationship, I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be, you know, supportive. I'm going to be the best boyfriend that I, that I can be, but I'm still going to grow my business. And I think it just changes your kind of like mindset in life. Like I'm definitely doing a lot of things differently now in a relationship than when I was single in terms of like what I'm doing in my free time and how I'm spending. You, know, you don't think those things have any impact? No, I, 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 I do. And it, it's just like because I never like stress about it, I think it's when I'm single, the benefits of maybe being single and business and, and time management benefit my business. And now when I'm in a relationship, the benefits of being in a relationship, the stability, the, stability, the support system, the, the ability to, to vent, um, you know, the advice that I get from a unsolicited outside perspective that, you know, is just looking for my best interest. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think it directly helps. So it's almost like I'm I'm in like a win-win situation. The glasses. Nothing can stop me here, basically. <laughs> <laughs> half full, half full. I'm, I'm a half full guy. I'm in a very new, interesting part of my life, honestly. And I think with when it comes to money and dating, it's very synonymous right now. It's like I'm so focused on grinding, building myself that if this woman is not a, a serious relationship or potentially a serious relationship, it might be it's gonna be a waste of time. And I think yeah. that's one. So would you wouldn't even be like a casual hookup you don't want right now. Right now it's just or, or just if, like a one I mean, I, if it's a casual hookup, it would have to be like super casual to the point where it's like there's no expectation after this. And in my place in my life, I don't even know if that's something I want to do because honestly, I, I'm sure y'all have this feeling. These women want to get with you, and they say, "Yeah, I'm cool with casual, I'm cool with this." And that. But a lot of times, these women want to marry you. Like they want to secretly, they, you know, they want to date you. They want to be with you. They want to way in the door. So it's like I know that a lot of times now. So I'm not even going to play that game because it's kind of like you're going to give yourself up in the hopes that I will date you. And it's like I'm tired of even like being around that contract. I didn't even sign for that. So it's like now. If it's something where it's not directly benefiting or supporting me in a way, it, it's like you're gonna have to be at a frame level because like it's a lot of energy that's lost, you know, when you make those decisions. It's a lot of time wasted too. I recognize that. I raised it a lot of time. In 2019, I was Mr. Fly Girl out. Flying out. You know what I mean? I'm telling you, I was in Indianapolis, I was by myself, and I was flying girls from all across the yeah. country because I was alone. I'm like, that's the way the time was money, like all kinds of like broken relationships now and it's just like I got honestly I got tired of burning women. And I honestly got tired of being burned by women because we always see on the internet that, you know, men are the ones that hurt women. But I'm every dang that every single girl I came across with, they said some hurtful things to me. <laughs> and my feelings be hurt. Yeah. And it's like I'm protecting my identity. I'm protecting my energy and I'm protecting, you know, just like what what I'm letting content influence me because if you Date a girl and she's not the best one for you. Her cares is not there. Emotions, instability, all kinds of stuff. That can weigh on you mentally. Now it's affecting me in the gym. Now it's affecting me in the business. So it's kind of like, if it ain't positive friend level or super serious, into, like and in going into super serious, I can't do it right now. Right now, I don't, I'm, I don't even talk to no girl because I'm literally just focused because I need to, to build me, equipped, and I'm trying to be good about that. I mean, I, I, I think. I think my mindset, and, and I, I probably kind of contradict myself a little bit, but I, I was definitely at the point for a long time where like I didn't want to go on dates, I didn't want to talk with, with any any women because I was like they're going to slow me down. And um, but I guess I, I knew in my head that when the right girl came, it would be effortless. Well, wasn't going to ignore it. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And and that's kind of like how it's how it's been. There's definitely dates I've gone on with with girls that after the first date, I'm like. This is not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Um. I I, I I gave like the analogy to David one time of saying, you know, so like you know, somebody will say like, no, I just want a couple of dates, like see if it, see what's yeah. happening. Like that's like me, like hey, watch seven episodes of this show. Like, I I promise it gets good. Like I don't want to sit through seven episodes. Yeah. I don't want to go on four dates to find out if I like her. I'm exactly. gonna know in the first date. And I was definitely in the mindset of any girl that I that that I you know am going to start get. Feelings for a relationship is going to slow me down in my business, and I can't, I can't slow down. But it's as, as like corny and as traditional as it sounds. Like when the right person comes, like it'll all just make sense. But I also think that if it wasn't the right person, I wouldn't allow, I wouldn't allow someone to mess up my shit. One thing I'll point out: 
I think this both this is the appropriate mindset that you're both saying. But one thing I want to point out is that both of y'all, well, you right now, mm-hmm. you've had that player stage. You've gone oh, through yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've experienced that. Yeah. You, before you were in this recent like single period where you're just really focused and you're like, I just don't really care about dating. You had dated different girls, casually and not casually. Mm-hmm. So I think I think something important to point out is that I think for guys who are coming from a background like I did, where for a long period of my life I, I just didn't have success with girls. I think you you. At least for me, I had to go through a period of proving it to myself. Mm. I, I went through a couple of relationships that didn't work out. One, because I just didn't, like, it was my first girlfriend. It was, like, convenient, but I wasn't, my head really wasn't in it. I had to go through that painful breakup and then be like, oh, maybe I messed it up. I, then I went to, like, a toxic girl after that where, like, she was she was dealing with her own things and it was like, all got put on me and I was anxious all the time. Yeah. And then I had to go through a period where, like, I was just, I was trying to set four or five dates a week yeah. every single week. And I just wanted to take over with as many girls as I could. And that wasn't sustainable long term. My mm-hmm. business was like... You going four or five dates a week? Yeah. That's when, when, crazy. When me and Dave, the homie Dave, when me and Dave Parada, it, uh, he, he puts out a lot of like uh, Instagram baby content. When me and him were living together, every single night, almost every single night, we were living together for like a year, almost every single night, one of us had a, had a girl at the place. That's crazy. And and uh, my business at that time was like this. I mean, if anything, it was probably like this. <laughs> <laughs> it was slightly down. But I personally had to go through that period before I could be like in the mindset now that you guys are. You guys talking, but then I did switch that mindset where after I like went through that for a couple of years, I was like, okay, I just don't really care about dating anymore. Yeah, I'll, I'll casually go with the girl here and there, but I just wanted to focus on this. And then of course, that's the mindset I was in when I met Julia. That's the mindset you were in when you met Taylor. Yeah. That's the mindset you're in now. Like, yeah. And you're probably going to get blindsided without even expecting it. And, yeah, and yeah, then the yeah, right yeah. girl's going to come in. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's the that's the really good thing from, from your story is that you learn from those lessons. Like, I, like you said, I had those stages, but, like, I was broken, you know, when I broke, like, when we broke up. Like, a lot of areas in my life wasn't well, you know? So it was, like, to the point where I didn't even have to come back home. So it's, like, when I sit there and reassess myself, I was like, what's the common denominator? Like, what is really making me go talk to these women? A lot of times it's be affirmation or validation for me to feel good about myself, you know? And reminding, that was for me, it's reminding myself, no, you can't get girls. Exactly. You, you can't be that guy. Exactly. Because exactly. I, didn't, I didn't believe it yet that I was that guy. 100%. And I think once you, once you realize that you believe that you are that guy, you have that confidence now, to me, you have some level of responsibility with that. And it's like, you should continue on growing. Like, you should get into a relationship and that's what you want into marriage. Like, you, you should learn from those lessons. I feel like I'm, I'm, a, I'm 28 now and I feel like I'm, I'm approach, I feel older than what I am. I feel like, you know, I'm approaching 30 and I'm tired of just knowing what's right and wrong and continuously making the wrong mistake every single time. And I think for men to grow in the next level, even in business, even in life, it's something about them holding themselves self-controlled sexually and how they treat women, how they date, how they court women. I think that allows them, propels them to get to the next level. So for me, it's kind of like, that's where it's like- You're also consciously making this decision that you're evolving to a different stage of your life. And yeah. a lot of people like, hold, if, a, if a stage of their life feels comfortable and feels like there's some good things going, yeah. whether it's maybe you got some casual look going, a lot of people don't want to let go and be like, okay, I'm ready to move to a different mm-hmm. stage. That's true, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's, I need to know why. Like, is it something where is it a fear that's holding you back? Is it an insecurity that's holding you back? Then we got to discover that. We got to figure out why you're not going to play. Are you trying to be comfortable? You know, so to me, I need to know the reasons why they hold it back. But if, they, if they're comforting that level and you know there's a season of life that, like, I'm focused, I'm grinding, like, yeah, I can casually hang out, I can network. That's why I tell women now, I can hang out with you. 
We can hang as friends. We can play Uno. We can do whatever we want. I'm just not dating because yeah. right now I know what season of life I'm in. So if you're in that season, then yeah, you don't want anything interrupting that but the one that's going to come out of nowhere and blindside. And trust me, brothers, I'm ready to get blindside. Just not today. Yeah. <laughs> just not today. Well, the, the thing is, you never know when you're going to get blindsided. Hey, I know. I know. Because, I, I know. again, yeah. there's, been, there's been plenty of, like, interactions I've had with girls who are I find them attractive. We get along. Everything's great. Like, and and I'm just like, I don't want to date anyone. I don't want to date. Like, and, and I don't, I don't, I don't want to waste your time, girl. Like, Let me give you a scenario. So you got a, a newly single guy. You know, he, he like in a, a good season. He's leveling up. He's doing all the right things. He's newly single, heartbroken. Now he had a, a traumatic experience. Meets a girl three, four months later. You know, girls seem like she's really good. They can mesh well. They can date. They can court well. It's only been three months after his breakup. What does that guy do? In my perspective, you you see her, but you try and kind of hold her at arm's distance for like several months to see if it like is this because three months in after I mean, three months after a breakup, you may you may or may not be seeing things. I'm, I'm, I'm saying months three months in. because I feel like initially the first month you may be like on the hurt phase. Is it three months for you right now? It's three, it's four months. Is your friend you, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. There's been always scenarios where, like, I would say a scenario and be my real life yeah. 100% all the time. But when I'm saying. That's a common it, scenario, too. It's a common scenario yeah. because I think around the three, four months mark is where you start getting lonely again. I think, I think if you ask a girl this perspective, most of their answers are. It doesn't matter if it's one month or eight months when the person comes along, like, it, like, it changes your whole thing. I kind of do have a different thing, a different perspective, a little bit of like, hey, like you need some time for yourself type of thing. Because I went through a phase a long time ago where I got into a relationship after I was like heartbroken by a girl, and I just got in this relationship when I shouldn't have because I was just like, I I need someone, and I was still in Rest. love with this other. I, I was yeah. I was still fucking with this other person, so it wasn't fair to this new girl that I that I went into. Ended up not working out, obviously. That's when my first, and I, there was probably a year between my first yeah. relationship, and I still don't think I was really ready. To but but you also, it, it's it's interesting, man. Like you know, it's I, there's no set time. There's no set time, and even for me, like I, I'm not. I was, you know, I hadn't been heartbroken in a, in a very very long time. But when I met my current girlfriend, you know, I had just recently told the world that I'm not ready for a relationship. Mm-hmm. I, I made videos about like saying that you know. The reason I'm not getting in relationships, I was, I was you know, going bumble dates. I make videos about like that. I went on bumble dates, and um, I would tell people like, "Hey, I don't think it's fair to any girl that I talk to because I'm not going to give them the time they deserve, and I don't think it's fair that I, I, I it's because I'm selfish my time." And then it's just like I met like it was like a month ago I made that video, and then I met Taylor first date inseparable, and it, it's just it, it's what it's it's interesting. So what 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 is it like? Because like. I want like men to watch this and, and be able to recognize the qualities or what components that drew you all to y'all women. You know, was it something where it was like, man, it was this crazy bond, it was like this crazy emotional feeling? Was it like, you know, something God ordained? Like it was like God cut the light off and God cut the light off like, oh she must be the one. Like what was it? I think well our our relationship follow different arcs. Yeah. My belief in my belief is this partly because this is how it happened to me, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that is that it, it, there's not real downside to like keeping something casual for like, I mean, I think we were dating five, six months before mm-hmm. we technically were like in a relationship. Yeah. But I think a lot of times, and 
everything's working out amazing. So yeah. that doesn't have to be this way. Everything's working out amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, we hang out with them all the time. Y'all are amazing together. Um, I think a lot of times the danger is if it's not, if you haven't given it some months, mm-hmm. that you can start to like ignore red flags because like you just want it to work out. But if you casually date a girl for like three, four, five months, um, neither of you, at that point, both of you are making like a really level-headed decision to like, no, this really makes sense long-term. Because mm-hmm. at that point, you're past like the, the stage of like, oh, this is amazing. Let's just fucking do it. Yeah, Let's just see what happens. Yeah. Um, you can see, is there long-term compatibility here? You can probably start to see, okay, what's your family life like? Just all these things you'll naturally see. And you'll also see like, okay, it's been five months and I'm still like obsessed with this girl. Yeah. She still seems to be obsessed with me because I think a lot of a lot of relationships is allowed. Um, at the infatuation stage. After the infatuation stage. But if you've already like made it this official thing and now you, you're past the infatuation stage and you're six, seven months in, and, 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 and it's not working out as you expected, yeah. you're probably still lying to yourself. No, it's still good. So yep. I still tell them, okay, everyone else is good. So my view is like, there's not much downside to like the, the girlfriend test being like, like you know, give it like four, five, six months and see like, how does she handle her money? How does she handle her family life? You know, how are me, how are me and her feeling about each other after this prolonged period of time? And then it becomes a lot more of a, a calculated decision mm-hmm. rather than just like, fuck it, let's see what happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I agree, I hear that. I think like, how are you all close friends involved in your relationship? Not really like involved, like they know everything, but like a lot of times I feel like, well, this is what I feel like, men should hold other men accountable. If you know that like this guy is not even dating this girl or courting her correctly, or hey, this is a red flag that I'm seeing, you're not seeing, or you know, make sure it's not the infatuation stage, then y'all friends or family play a close role in y'all in y'all relationship that made it successful, or it's more so like we kind of worked it out, we kind of handed it on our own kind of thing. I mean, I think if there's some serious doubt in your head, uh, well, if this it's a really serious doubt, not the right thing. But if there's something in the back of your head that's kind of like bothering you, I think it's if you have a friend who you can look up to as like, hey, I respect this guy. Like, this is not someone who's like. You can ask a guy in a really awful marriage, like, well, oh, you can, you can, he's been, oh, just do it, man. You can be all good, you know what I mean? Like, but, like, if you have something you can, like, look up to and you have, like, mutual respect for, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you can be like, all right, this thing's kind of, like, bothering me, like, not sure if it's a big deal or not, like, well, like, what's your perspective? I think that helps because otherwise, sometimes you might end up being in a situation where you're, like, making a decision and you're, like, hiding it from other people because mm-hmm. you're, like, well, if other people knew about this, they know this is messed up, I shouldn't do this. Right. And then you start to isolate with the girl. Uh, and I think that could, that could go down a bad road. So I think if you have the right people around you, it's good to like, not to tell every detail about it, like your intimate life, but like if there's something that you're not really sure, like well, what's, you know, does this make sense to continue? Is this something that I need to draw a boundary for? Do I need to step back? Do I need to break up? Like, I think it helps to like get that external, you know, get that outside of, your, outside of your own body. I mean, I'm I'm new to being in a relationship, but uh, I, I think your experience is your experience. Yeah, no, I, I think I think red flags should be like very apparent, right? And, <laughs> and I think that um, if someone, I think if my close friend saw something that should be a red flag to me, not like something that's like a personal pet peeve on their end, but like something that's, that's clear, I think it, it's important for your friend to bring that kind of stuff up. You know, if if every time David wanted to film a video and Julia was like, stupid fucking YouTube videos, God, like I don't want to do this. I, and, 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 and I'd be like, hey, like I don't want to support <laughs> Like, but he's like, no, 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 it's, it's fine. I'd be like, you know, red flags. But um, yeah, I mean, I think everything should be apparent. Um, and I, I'm kind of someone that, with the whole like red flag thing, you know, there, you definitely adapt and you evolve in relationships and you 
not like you accept certain things, but you, at a certain point, it'd be nice to go in as, as a man or even as, as a woman to go to a relationship and be like, here's my 10 commandments of a relationship. Do this, don't do this. Yeah, do this, don't do this, don't do this. But like, there's give and take. There's right. give and take for everything. And there's... Um, certain things can be deal breakers, but certain things, I, I think you also have to look at it and be like, okay, is this just kind of like my manly pride that's like, this should never happen? Or, or like, is that really going to bother me over you the should have, years? You should have some non-negotiables. You yeah, know, for sure, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything else can be negotiated and communicated for sure. No, if it's not a non-negotiable, is it just like, it's not matching what your idea of what it was supposed to be, but... But you also have to be able to be real to yourself and say, okay, over the next year, two years, five years, ten years, if this keeps happening, is this going to eat away at me? Or, yeah. or is that actually not a big deal? You have to be honest with yourself both ways. Because you might want to tell yourself it's not a big deal. Maybe it should be a non-negotiable because you're just trying to like look past it. But it could be vice versa too where like, hey, maybe I'm just being really stubborn about this and this doesn't have to do it. But it's, and that's where it helps to get, I think, external perspective. Agree. And yeah. I think also, I think it's, it's good to communicate that too. I think that's probably one of my biggest mistakes in my last relationship where it's a lot of things where I thought I could handle and be okay with. I didn't, I wasn't because of the, I didn't know that until I, I had the experience. It's like, man, if I wish I would have known this wasn't, you know, this was going to be a deal break. I wasn't going to. Relationships are interesting because, yeah. you know, there's always like, you know, there's certain talks you, you talk about. Let, let's say, let's take like marriage for example. Whether you're you're super pro or against marriage or whatever your perspective is on, on marriage, like you know, hey, maybe when you're at six months or before you move in or a year, like you should have this conversation, right? But in reality, I've always like jo- I've joked around with it. I was like, you know, it's kind of weird how we like t- set these kind of boundaries. But in a perfect world, you should almost like first when you meet someone, be like. What's what's your view on uh, religion? Uh, you know, are, are like are a marriage kids? Yeah. Like, let's just go ahead and get this out of the way so that. You know, it's like, it, it, oh, we're not compatible. All right, well, have a great time. You know, like, I'll get the check. Like, it, I, I don't know. It's like, it's weird. It's like, you should almost have, like, all these conversations, like, the first date. Like, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Which, like, oh, that's not normal. No, I got to go through four months. But that's why I recommend just, like, just look at it as a casual thing. <laughs> and enjoy it as a casual thing. Because also, if you ask her all these things on the first date, A, you're not getting laid that night. <laughs> that's gonna be weird. Yeah, that's a serious night, brother. <laughs> but but B, a girl may also be like self censoring herself and telling you what you she thinks you want to hear. Facts. You gotta kind of like that's wait. That's why I got the voice recorder in my pocket. <laughs> Can you say that in the microphone? <laughs> You're in court, in court for divorce ten yeah. years later. <clears throat> yeah, presenting Exhibit B. Yeah, this is a recording from our second date. <laughs> oh man, I think I think that's uh, that's facts though. I think. You definitely have to. Relations are are. It's going to reveal a lot of stuff in your life that you're supposed to potentially work on and get better. And I think it's going to be constant. Uh, you know, with relationships that work out and successful, and also broken ones. So yeah. So Great. like so wait. How do men can always take something positive away from a bad situation? Because I know men that get in these heartbreaks, they get hurt. You know, whatever they do, unhealthy stuff. They just go and casually date and burn women. You know, they just you know like lash out that way. I want to know how can we start the conversation where they can adequately, you know, healthily, healthily grow from that level of hurt and not just go take it out on the opposite. Exactly. I mean, it 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 takes being able to look at your life with responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. Like. Just to, if I got in a really bad situation with the girl, again, my second relationship was like a dark time for my life, honestly. Mm. But like I put myself in that situation and I allowed it to play out how it played out, right? So like there's always some level of response. Even if a girl just 
cheats on you and and that ends it like there's still probably something you can look at and be like okay maybe it wasn't exactly my fault but how what can i do like what can i take from this so what were the red flags that's something i could what yeah, signs maybe i didn't yeah. set a boundary yeah. about something she was doing and then it spiraled into this maybe it just wasn't there was clear red flags that I ignore, right? There's always I like set the boundary of like, hey, don't bang other people. <laughs> I didn't set that. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, I think it takes me to like look, look interior. I mean, to me, that also just helps me move on in life because it gives me some closure internally. Like, okay, like what from this terrible situation, whether it's with a girl, business, money, investment, stocks, uh, whatever it is, like, what could I do differently going forward? Because that also allows me to feel like the weight off my chest. Like, oh, that sucks, but like now, now at least that won't replay itself out of my life again. Yeah. But I, I think the easiest thing, unfortunately, is what you're saying is that a girl hurts you, and then like there's just a knee jerk response. You start hurting a bunch of girls. Or I'm sure a lot of girls who hurt you or cheated on you, like guess guess why they start doing that? Because that happens to them from a guy. Like it's like a terrible cycle. Yeah. I, I mean, I it, it's kind of unfortunate. It's like I I'm it's, it's kind of a weird way thing to say, but like, I'm glad everything happened in my life to get me to the point where I met my current girlfriend. Right. But there's definitely probably. You know, when I went through a heartbreak where, you know, I was, I guess, the victim in the relationship of, of like, I kind of got everything, like, I was doing everything right, and I got shit on, right? And not literally, I'm not into that kind of stuff, but, <laughs> and, you know, th- th- there's probably, there could have been in another reality, relationships that, like, I could have been in that I, I pushed away because when I started talking to this girl, I immediately compared, like, you're going to do the same thing that the last girl did. So I'm not even gonna get close. So like, even though they have no correlation, like it's unfair to them for me to think that they're gonna do that. But it's 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 hard as a man or even as a woman to um, get, have something traumatic or you know just impactful in a bad way happen to you and not you know compare that to the next person and think that everyone's gonna be the exact same. You should just be like, like you know, men in black, like you know, boom, like to the opposite sex of like, okay, I'm like. You're a new person. I'm gonna give you a clean slate, but you're just like you seem nice. You seem too nice. I need to believe me. You know, yeah. you know. It's, it's, I would sometimes I think like there's no way this girl could be that that like perfect. Yeah, and I, and I, I'm be honest with you. I feel like I'm in, I'm in that mode right now. Where I'm trying not to connect anything from the last relationship and put it on you know the next. It's one. unfair. Yeah, yeah. It, it's hundred percent unfair. You know, I think it's it's that's how you know that. Whatever relationship you were in, or in whatever environment you're in, you was conditioned, you know, just in an unhealthy way because yeah. you just your view was all messed up. So it's one of those things where you know, currently going back to the root and really just like making sure that my view of women and all that, you know, like I'm not trying to carry that baggage from that last relationship into the even just today. It got I don't want to show up right now, you know, yeah. because I think. That if you carry all that stuff, it's gonna be a black cloud over your head, no matter where you can be in the gym and you can still carry that black cloud over your head because people can be ignoring, you know, stuff from their last relationship and just not really deal with it, dealing with it and healing from it. And I think that's something that I feel like I want men and their close friend groups to really make sure they hold like those guys accountable. And it's 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 hard too because yeah. a lot of times. You have a bad falling out with a girl. She does something, you know. Let's, let, I'm just, I'm just saying, in this scenario, the girl hurt you, right? Yeah. Girl hurts you, and you're like, okay, like I need to try to move on, and then all of a sudden, she's with a new guy, and you're like, damn, she's moved on. Like, should I move on? Like, oh, like yeah. is, is it me? And then you start like that even more messes with your head, and it's, uh, it, it, it comes down to every every situation is different, uh, and every scenario, and every guy. And my thing, it just takes time, and then meeting the right person 
and you know, for me it took years. It yeah. wasn't like it's been eight months. I, I haven't gone anywhere. Yeah, I think what will help both of y'all is as well. You currently me too. Y'all had y'all purpose, now y'all passion. And like, yeah, so it, it helps. That, it helps that when you're busy. Well, you yeah. can fall yeah, back exactly. on like you can fall back on like, well, like fuck that, because all my energy is going into this now. Exactly. Fuck that. I can deadlift six fifty. What are we talking about right now? Yeah, I think I think uh, that's probably definitely what men need to make sure that they have because if they only have that relationship, a lot of guys, I'm sure y'all understand, they put their identity in their relationship. Mm-hmm. They want you know it to go well. They want to get the outcome that it happens or whatever. And if it doesn't, especially if it's their fault, you know, that's a lot of you know self doubt and a lot of blaming themselves. And I think if they don't have that passion, that purpose, you know, that can cause a downward spiral for a lot of guys. Shoot, yeah. yeah. If, if I if I had a bad falling out with a girl and I wasn't into the gym yeah. and I didn't try to like work build my own businesses, if I was just like working a regular a, yeah. a, a, a nine to five, where oh, like yeah. I'm just kind of like mindless there, yeah. and I also wasn't like working out, like you, you, might, you might be in a like all you're thinking about is that exactly. you go home, you have, you have no. Yeah, that's that's at work. You don't even need to be that focused. No, that's, that's dangerous. That's dangerous. And, and I, to be honest, I think the best uh, the best way to get over some sort of bad thing is to is not like in a I don't know in like a bad way, but like you want to make that person be like, man, I I I'm I regret fucking that up. I regret doing that because they look at where you are. Not like I'm doing this so I can impress this person, but it's almost like I want to. When you're in a hurt mindset, it's easier an easier like goal to have right? yeah like I, I want them i want them to re- regret that they ever like yeah. give, but not like a deceitful way but yeah. like I, I want i'm gonna i'm gonna better myself so that like now i'm a better person for the next person that i meet and you know it, it's i agree i agree with you 100 i think that was one of the biggest things that kept me back from a, from my in my young 20s was i would feel bad for being like getting better and them kind of still being in that same position. Every girl that ever broke my heart, man, I look look at look, <laughs> you guys now. Look, look at my golden doodle. Look at my golden doodle. <laughs> yeah, I mean like I I I definitely think that, you know, it I ain't gonna lie to you. Like when we were in that, that breakup mode, it was easy to go to the gym because it, it gave me motivation. Yeah. I was like, bet, yeah, right, yeah, now I'm about to transform. Every, you know? every every good or bad thing, every like bad relationship helps you get to where you're at. Every every negative relationship that I've been exactly. in, every, every heartbreak that I've been in, whether I'd like to admit it or not, has helped me get to the point that I'm at today. Well, exactly. it, it should doubly. It, they mm. should be like superpowers each time you go through a break and be hurt by a girl. Because on one hand, you have this like, just, <laughs> well, no, you have this like, this vengeous mindset. You can see yourself like you're, you know, like Michael B. Jordan, like working his way back yeah. up from getting knocked out. Like you, you can look at yourself and like, and, and that could be kind of like uh enticing way to go to the gym and work on your ground. But on the other hand, you can also look at it and be like these, Relationships bring out our deepest insecurity, yes, right? If you yes. can also look at it and be like, okay, like what was the deepest insecurity there? Like, wh- how do I accept that and, and learn from it? And then and you have both of these like positive forces in your life, man. It should be like the stock market, the crash, like the, the COVID crash, it was like a temporary crash and shot. Like that should be your yeah. life. Hundred percent. I, I definitely think you should always love with whatever relationship experience that you have. You want to make sure, and and if, even if you feel like you started from the bottom, I think if you have the right mindset, you can even recover quicker than you think. And that's something that, you know, is showing up in both of y'all lives and I'm, and I'm proud and I appreciate both of y'all really just being in the space and speaking to these men, you know, and giving them sound advice because, you know, we need more like this. And I look at y'all as like older brothers, you know, but it's another guy that look at me as older brother. And I'm like, this is crazy because, you know, I feel I'm still very young 
as a man, yeah. you know, and um, it's, it's good to know that you two are, are here because we need, you know, those guys that are, are going into life in serious relationships, you know, about to start having families. And it's good that the influencers are doing that. I, I, it would hurt me if you five years later, y'all still play boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I like, what's going on? And it's good. And, and I think what you should, like, what guys need to understand and is that I, if you broke up with a girl, or if a girl broke up, broke up or whatever, and it's been, let's, I'll give you a six-month grace period. But if, if after <laughs> six months or a year, you are not physically or financially or mentally better than what you're doing, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. if in six months or a year, you're not stronger bigger, you know, you know, you know, bigger, growing your business, building your money up, you know, like, you get shit together. Like, mm-hmm. just like, stop, stop. Well, otherwise, you're going to be, and there's a lot of people who do this, right? And, and I think I've been here before, it, it, like, you start living through a bad cycle, where it's just like, it's not, you're not going anywhere, you're just lost, getting hurt by different people, hurting different people, hurt people, hurt people. Hurt people, hurt people, man, hurt people, hurt people. What's the next step for y'all in your life, you know, as, as content players, as men, you know, as leaders, you know, what what's the next step for you? I would just say, like, look, I'm going to be doing, in six months, I'm going to be doing what I'm doing now, just a little bit better. Yeah. And whether that's the YouTube, the business, each of the businesses, you know, my own life, maybe just having less, a little bit less stress, like, just everything, if everything just incrementally gets better over the next six months, I'm happy. I, in six years, I can tell you what I'm doing. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to do that, that five-pound PR in life, yeah, yeah, year after year, year, you know, it, it's, I'd, I'd love to have, yeah, it, it's just, it's just growth. I don't like to, it, I don't know, there was something I'm, seriously different I went with my life, and I was, and if I was in five years, like, I really want to be doing this, and it's yeah. nothing like I'm doing now. From my perspective, there's something wrong with your life, and like, why, why aren't you just doing that now, bro, you know? Yeah, for, for me, I'm like, I'm, I'm very happy in my relationship. Yeah. I am very happy with the, the friends that I have. I am financially doing very well for myself. My businesses are doing well, so I'm in a place where it's not like I don't have goals. I'm just like, I want all those things to continue to do better. And you know how much better they do is going to be directly correlated to the work that I put in. Um, but each year, I hope for just for, for growth, and I've I'm, I've been able to have that year over year. And um, yeah, I, I think something that helps me is I don't. Sometimes it helps me not to quantify, like to not to be like I need to hit this and get, get stressed out. I'm just like I think because I don't stress about percentages of growth somewhere in my life, I just continue to grow. Yeah. yeah, a good quote I heard is a good life is really just a series of like good days. So mm-hmm. if you kind of just wake up each day, like yeah, let's make today a good day, like you're probably gonna live a good life. I agree, I, and I, I love both of y'all because y'all create new challenges for yourself in the business world. You know, like with, with your candy, the couch strips, you know, with your clothing brand, like all of the things that you all are doing and, and continue to create, continue to grow and get better. You know, I think y'all are great setting great example for the kids. Uh, and these young men behind you all. So like I said, I, I, I like giving content creators their flowers because, you know, being in this industry for the five years, and I've been in way longer than me, I know how hard it is. I know how it is, you know, to go through it, go through life, but you still got to put your mic on the internet. Like, you know, even though you are, you know, whatever you're going through, breakup, sad, family, whatever, you still got to show for the people on the internet. So I'm here to give y'all to y'all flowers, and I, I, I wanted to thank you all you know, on behalf of everybody that's watching, for putting y'all life on the internet, for changing, you know, the, the landscape of men. Continue to do what y'all do. You know, I, I anyway I can support y'all, I can help y'all, you know, y'all have my number, y'all can get my number, you know. 
So I just want to thank y'all. There's any other closing messages, comments, statements, concerns for the for the people that's watching? I mean, thank, thank you for having me on again as a co-host. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. You, I, I, you like the first, like, really guest co-host, man. So, yeah, it's I think this is great. I think I think social is, uh, is a super amazing platform that, that shows people the growth. And I think people, you know, can even look at people like David and people like my, you know, myself. And you, you look back at where we started. Yeah. And it, it's, it's easy it's easy to look at someone at face value mm-hmm. and see how they are, who they are, what businesses they have and instantly compare yourself to there. But watch a video from four years ago. Exactly, yeah. like you can see, go back to my first video 10 years ago, I'm swatting fruit flies in my house with three other people that I was paying like 300 bucks a month to live in and it's like a piece of shit and I was like, had sagging headliner in my car and fixing my AC in my driveway and you know, and, and, and I just, I, that's why I, I joked about, you know, if I can make it in the fitness industry, anyone can make it, is look at my life then. I was like, I started like, anyone would out of like school or start or something like started i didn't have a, a journey set out for me and i just put in the work put in the work over the past decade 10 percent each year 10 percent each year not three yet and that's yeah not, not three x and that's why a lot of people will comment about i get the question a lot of you know would your clothing company or would your candy company be as successful if you didn't have this social following like it was easy for you because you had this following i'm like bro i'm like bro i was like i i, I worked I, put, I, I worked for seven years to then have it easy to then launch a business. I was like, you know, and, and I hope, hope that my videos and my content for anyone listening or watching shows that if I can do it, anyone can do it. Because not only is it shows from, you know, going from the, the, the common college kid to, you know, what I am today, um, but just showing that if you, you put your mind to it and you, you, you cancel out people that talk shit, you can achieve great things. You can achieve great because there's a lot of people that probably still hate me, but like talk shit and would these guys that are probably the same place they were back then. This guy doesn't look like he lives. All this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. This guy's so annoying. Blah 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 blah. blah. I'm like, I don't care. I'm just gonna keep doing my shit, man. I'm gonna keep building. I'm gonna keep building. And you know, hopefully in ten years, I don't know if I'll be making videos in ten years. You never know. But you know, hopefully in ten years, you see the same transformation. 10 years from now, from now to 10 years from now. We'll see. 